It's Tuesday, September 18th, and it's time for another podcast of Sentinel World, 100% content-free. Tonight, we present Episode 4, entitled My Own Private I Dunno, in which our hero wakes up in a foul mood and the day goes downhill from there. Hey, the music faded out really good there, didn't it? I record this only because, for some, the idea of me being anything other than prim and proper is a difficult one to conceive of, which is funny to me, only because I'm pretty human, to my own thinking at least, and I go through the whole gamut of emotion. Yesterday, it was mostly just a combination of sick and tired and the client that made me want to whine and complain. I feel bad about it a little, because I know I was less patient than usual with Hollywood, more than can be accounted for by just sheer close and extended quarters. One of the client people rode an elevator down with us that morning. He commented that he could tell it was Monday from how utterly quiet and solemn everybody was. And then he told us about a boy he'd met on another elevator that day who'd pulled his baseball hat down right over his face. And he said to us, Kid, I know just how you feel. Okay, he related telling the kid that anyway. You had to be there. Me, I'm just indrawn. Well, okay, I'm indrawn anyway. I'm not an outgoing person except by professional necessity, and right now I don't really care about professional necessity. It's what I call a bad attitude. Anyway, being in a foul mood just leaves me all that much more indrawn. So, for example, our morning conversation went along the lines of, Hey, Hollywood, are you going to the meeting? What meeting? Uh, the meeting that says whether we get to keep working here or not. I realize it's Monday, but that's a little bit important. The gate meeting. Which three words should be enough to tell any non-junior computer person that this is a meeting of import. We have a meeting? What meeting? Never mind. No what meeting? Check your calendar. At this point, I'm just furious and frustrated. Of course, I'm now being reminded that I mumble, so it's probably my fault. In general, I was quiet and withdrawn, although I didn't spell quiet right there. I'll go back and fix it. My game face was a little wobbly in the meeting, but I managed to smile, and I didn't snarl when one of the bigwigs, this big gestures, waved a few centimeters from my face. I don't like this client, but more important, I don't like the effect that it's having on me. So, I've made a decision. I'm going to go back to first principles. Back when I started as a consultant, life was good. I worked my butt off when I was at work, and when I left the office, I left my concerns with me. But all these things, like pride of place and honor and craft, these have to be things measured solely within me, and I think I'm mostly doing okay. On the other hand, today I read something very interesting. It talked about a challenge that a pastor had set for his congregation that led to a book, which was how I was hearing about it, whereupon the group was essentially tasked with not complaining for 29 days. I don't know why 29 I assume it's some clever number indicating some significance, although they say that 30 days is around about how long it takes to form a habit, whatever, 29 days. Now, I think that mental attitude makes a huge difference. I think that I benefit very directly from my ability to see humor in the gallows, and I see how much dwelling on negative slows down their fade, so I think I will try this a little. The challenge is that complaining artfully is fodder for potentially good entries, so I'm going to have to balance theater with mind management. We'll see what happens. I'm already on another little program of the will right now. I think I've mentioned that I was unhappy with the reason I had a drink a few weeks ago, so I've decided, as something of a game, that I'm completely going to go dry when I'm by myself. 
No boozing, because really, there's no other limiter when you're alone, and I want to see how I cope with it. And, to be honest, it sucks. There have been days when it really felt like a drink would be nice. And based on historic trends, I would have bothered to pour a drink about one in five of those. So I'm not missing out on any drinking. But I am feeling really constrained by the absolute abstention. Which, as I may have said, is interesting. I'm not sure if I care. And soon enough, my break will be over and I'll go back to not drinking out of sheer apathy. But there you have it. A thing. In other news, the crappy computer that I spent much moolah on to upgrade is also crappy. This is pissing me off a great deal. Having nothing better to talk about, I shall therefore call this bit here done. That brings us to the extemporaneous portion of the program, in which I'm going to try to speak clearly, concisely, briefly, and enunciating. Enunciating. I like repeating words every once in a while. You may have noticed this already. I discovered in an email that somebody has actually listened to these enough to be able to challenge me on a point. I did not fall asleep today. I did not fall asleep. Well... Okay, I'm going to clarify that. I did not fall asleep at work today. I did not nod off. I did not reach a point of disconsciousness that required me to prop myself up on my KL or O keys. I therefore did not have to delete a quantity of KL or Os from my documents, and I actually had to suffer through that portion of the workday awake. And to be perfectly honest, I'm not sure I'm that much better off. But the point is, I was awake. So, nice try. No dice. That doesn't make sense. What does no dice mean? I mean, it's not a gambling thing. It doesn't really follow from gambling, because if you have the dice, you make a throw, and the throw has an outcome. If you don't have the dice, no dice, you therefore cannot make the throw, and therefore nobody cares about you because they're all paying attention to the person with the dice. The only concept that I can come up with off the top of my head is that this is some kind of craps thing where you want the dice to come up in a specific permutation and the dice have not obliged you, and this is some kind of curse against that bewailing your fate. Okay. Yeah, that was thin. Maybe I'll look it up later. But... What was I saying? Yes, I did not fall asleep. I did, however, think as I went today to get a drink of water, because this is something that happens to me, and I figure I'll rant about it because I don't have a point, and I need to fill that five-minute boundary that we talked about. Well, that I talked about. Hey, can you hear that? That was a bell. That was very exciting. Oh, I guess you can't hear it. Ha! You can't hear the bell. Meh. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, if you do have bell sounds... I wouldn't mind, because making drop noises with my mouth is fun, but not reliable in terms of sound quality, or else I have to record it over and over again, or rather use a recording over and over again, and that doesn't sound very good either, but here we go. Now, see, that was too faint. That seemed to clip. See, there's, there's, there's different variations. There's this one which is me tapping my cheek and kind of hitting the uh, teeth underneath them to kind of get a resonant chamber. And then there's kind of clicking my tongue. But the trick there is you have to move your lips to do the wah kind of effect enough after the original sound to kind of communicate this sort of the after drop or the collapse of the water column and 
by then you've lost whatever volume you've got that's attenuated way beyond audible and so it's kind of a lost cause so there you go lessons in making water droplet noises with your mouth but i was saying you go you drink from the water fountain and i don't know if this is a problem unique to me i haven't really seen anybody else struggle with this but when you drink from the water fountain you're drinking with your lips right and the water's kind of splashing onto your lips as you drink and when you stop drinking there is a drop there, there's like little droplets on your lips because they're moist, because you were drinking. It makes sense. It's perfectly reasonable. It's perfectly logical. And if I stand up quickly, I know that the drip will go from my lips, fall towards my shirt, and then I will go back to my desk spotted. Now, obviously, this is not ideal. So I kind of surreptitiously kind of try to wipe my mouth. And I distinctly remember as a child at school that after the fountain, the next step was, of course, wiping your mouth off on your sleeve. And I just gestured that. I don't know why I did that. Anyway, what is that? Is there is there a dignified way to drink from a water fountain or to finish drinking from a water fountain? Or is that mouth wipe something that everybody does and I've just not noticed? Um, what is the mismanners etiquette way to wipe your mouth after using a fountain? That is my challenge. That is my question. Power to you all. Now, here's a little bit of trivia to freak you out nice and good. That little bit of opening music, that was a Takata and Fugue in D minor by Johann Sebastian Bach. I guess I shouldn't call him John. Johann Sebastian Bach wrote that thing, and me and a couple other idiots on accordions, I swear to God, accordions played it. That was accordion music. I'm sorry. This has been episode four of Sentinel World. We apologize for the inconvenience. Good night. <laughs>